Hey, what's going on, everyone? Uh, this is Dakota from Information Creep, also known as uh, Primal Sabbath. Uh, Greg, what gut are you in today? Um, I guess this podcast gutter. I guess that's the only gutter I've been in today. But uh, how's everybody doing? I'm doing fine, feeling better. Happy birthday, Walter. Yeah, happy birthday, Walter. This is the the Walter birthday episode. Happy birthday, Walt. Originally, I was yeah. I was wanting to name this this episode "F the Prowlese" because uh, there's oh, a lot of uh, proud <laughs> stuff. But like, I'm, I'm stuck between like that and "Happy Birthday, Walter." Now, so yeah, uh, Prowl is one of my favorite characters, so gotta be careful there with that. <laughs> oh man! But this this is this is one of those this is one of one of one of those episodes, man. We're finally covering R.I.D. all the way up to the Dark Prelude stuff. Um, we're all super excited, right, guys? Greg's the most Woo! excited. Man, Political I really hate these books. See, the most excited. Uh, Spiros, uh, what's going on, man? Where can uh, find not you? too much. Um, well, this weekend I will have a table at uh, Brandon Comic Con in Brandon, Florida. So if any listeners are local, stop by and buy some of my stuff. And uh, will that you be can this find weekend me... or next weekend? Because you know this goes up in a week. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, this weekend. <laughs> which will be last weekend for people when they hear it. So uh, hopefully I saw you there. <laughs> um, no, but uh, you can find me on the Facebook groups uh, being opinionated and getting blocked by people for no reason. Same. Uh, Walter, how's it going, birthday boy? What's going on, man? You um, yeah, I'm feeling, uh, feeling better than what I was yesterday, you know. Yeah. Uh, Got this dinner that's going to be made, so I'll probably leave it out of here while I'm at, but like close to eight. Um, glad to be here. I'd rather do the podcast than the Facebook drama thing, so I I'm you, here. Man. I'm happy. So, Speaking of podcast, uh, this is part of the Cool Table Network where you can uh, find awesome shows like Shattered Cast Uncut, Enter the Realm, Beers and Bolters 40K, Plastic Fanatics. Stasis Log, Nerd Rage Radio, Toy Detox, Eight Weeks, Figure Banging, and the Realm of Collectors Hangout Podcast Bro Down. So uh, let's go ahead and get started, man. Uh, Robots in Disguise basically, like the very first issue picks up uh, after the Lost Light has blown up. And I'm pretty sure Bumblebee's like criticizing the shit out of Prowl, like, oh, so that was your big plan? <laughs> That's what you had in mind? You were uh, just going just gonna to kill all of our friends? And I, th- I think that kind of like threw Prowl for a doozy. Like, he wasn't really uh, <clears throat> sure kind of what to expect there. Uh, so Prowl's, like, going off and, like, doing his own thing, readjusting. So, like, Prowl was super-duper sneaky um, during this this whole, like, story arc. So he's, he's you know, Bumblebee and Metal Hawk are, are kind of having a power struggle. Uh, think of Metal Hawk as, like, you know, the one civilian... Uh, running for president, and Bumblebee's like the old wartime veteran on the winning side running for president. So they're all trying to figure stuff out, and Metal Hulk's like, look, man, you can't you can't treat, treat these Decepticons like war criminals, and Bumblebee's like, well, but they kind of are. Um, meanwhile, the Decepticons, I think they're still running around with inhibitor deterrence chips in their heads, which keeps them from transforming and... Uh, Bumblebee wants to blow them all up uh, at any given point. He can. Um, some super, like, shady shit for Autobots. But, again, I think most of that was Prowl's idea anyways. So, uh, but the Decepticons are kind of holed up in a little area. 
Ratbat has kind of taken uh, command at this point, and you know it's it's funny because like there's still there's still like dudes walking around calling him Senator, even though he's a cassette now. <laughs> um, yeah, which is weird because because what was it in All Hell Megatron? He he rarely said anything, and now he's just a Senator. He, command well really? i remember like I, I remember if i you know and I, I could be remembering wrong but i think in like in megatron origins uh it it showed it showed like he was kind of like the insider senator for like for the decepticons or something along those lines and and megatron i can't remember what exactly it was but um he he did have himself a full body uh and all of that when did they show him getting tape rape tape raped was that that was that was the end of Megatron Origins? Um, yeah, that's right. Because Sound Soundwave was like his political aide, basically. Um, <laughs> you know, Sound Soundwave was his liaison with Megatron to keep like Ratbat's hands clean. And then once the Decepticons came to power, like Megatron basically gave Soundwave the gift of like subjugating his old boss, and like he forcibly like, draws Ratbat's, like, essence into a tape alt mode, and, like, that's why, that's, that's, that's where the idea of tape rape came from, because, like, Soundwave basically forced Ratbat against his will into a tape alt mode, like, at, to be one of his minions. Yeah, and I like they show it, it's basically banging his, uh, brain against the side of the tape. <laughs> <laughs> From behind, no less. So uh, the proud Senator Ratbat is in control now of the broken Decepticon forces. Like, meanwhile, Starscream, he's—I don't think he's really uh, comfortable with that, or he's like having any part of that shit. So obviously, Starscream is going to scheme, uh, but obviously, Shockwave Two will scheme, um, and so will Bombshell. Uh, so there's there's all these different like little sub factions, you know, kind of doing their own thing. Um, well, I love I love how Shockwave. Anytime Ratbat or basically anybody, any anytime anybody talks to him, he just says, "Whatever happens, happens." Like he 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 gives no fucks at all about what's going on around him because he's like so preoccupied with ores and you know traveling the planets and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's he he doesn't he doesn't even care to be there. Yeah, he's 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 working on like his own thing, uh, clearly. So like and and then also at that time is this like I think I remember Swindle getting like the absolute shit beat out of him or like Swindle was like <laughs> left for dead and like a you know like they, they had the Decepticons in like a work release program and I think like where they were working in like little <laughs> factories like little cleanup shops like they're putting license plates together and like doing laundry and stuff like that <laughs> uh, and. <laughs> And, and, and they were yeah they were they were the Autobots like police force and uh, um what what had happened was Ratbat found a way to deactivate the inhibitor chips and Terrible uh, started beating the crap out of a nail and Bumblebee and Metalhawk are watching this go down and Bumblebee's like fuck it that's it I've had enough and Metalhawk's like Bumblebee no and then he blows off Terrible's head, which actually it was Ratbat blowing the yeah. uh, inhibitor chip. And Skywarp even says, like, that was cold, boss. And 
<laughs> Ratbat basically says, Ratbat basically says, like, if you want to make an omelet, you got to crack some eggs. Yeah, and which that that really uh, that really fucked up Needlenose too, because like wasn't like didn't Needlenose have a thing for terrible? Like, weren't they? Yeah, horrible, horrible. horrible. I'm sorry. Um, you guys know how I am with G1 names. You're um, terrible with them. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh yeah, it was horrible. Shit. Fuck. I was just yeah. I, th- I, I thought I heard you say terrible, and I was like, all right, I'll go with that. Yeah, that sounds. Right. Oh, because that. Goddamn Hasbro renames. They brainwashed. <laughs> they brainwashed me. They uh, too too bad they couldn't give him a cool backstory like Trail Cutter, harder, <laughs> faster, Force Field. Um, <laughs> but so so yeah, like there there was a lot of there was a lot of manipulation going on there, uh, and Starscream ended up coming to like the Autobot castle. I'm gonna call it a castle. Fuck that. It's a castle. Um, and I think like they, they all started like pinning their guns on him and I'm pretty sure he like, he got the shit beat out of him in the courtyard there. And then he finally got to come up and like talk to, uh, I believe he talked to like Bumblebee and Prowl about some things and he was telling, he was like, look, there's going to be an assassination attempt at, uh, tomorrow's big speech, you know, blah, blah, blah. We need to hold elections, you know, stuff like that. Cause Bumblebee was like, look, I'm cool. If, if everybody wants to you know, elect a candidate, you know, I'm fine. Metalhawk, you're obviously in the running. Um, I'm in the running. So, you know, we'll just, we'll just have us a good, you know, 1v1. Uh, so Prowl, who talks to RC, which is a um, certified bounty hunter at this point, like, I even think she, she was like, she wasn't like really too cool with that either, but she was just kind of doing it to do it. Yeah, she, she actually... She likes killing. Yeah, she actually... Uh assassinated Ratbat, like, while, um, something was going down. It was um, the speech, it I think, was the, the big, the big oh, speech, was speech was going yeah. On. Like, I think she, I'm pretty sure, because, like, Skywarp had teleported into a tower, and I think Ratbat was, Ratbat was still back at the, the base, and I'm pretty sure she just, yeah, she just incapacitated Skywarp, and then she made her way to where Ratbat was, and he was, he was, obviously, he just stayed there, so that way he could claim ignorance. Well, Prowl, Prowl, Prowl is the one who incapacitated Skywarp in Prowl the was tower. Prowl beat the shit out of Skywarp? Okay. Yeah. That, I think... that, way, that way his hands would be all nice and clean, because he was in the tower stopping the assassination. Oh. So. Dude, I'm telling you, man. The Prowl lease. The Prowl lease is <laughs> loud. But, uh... Isn't that, like, the first kind of uh, string in... Uh, a kind of long-running thing with Prowl in this particular book yeah. where he was always yeah. getting his eye punched out. Like, yeah, he always I had mean, damage to one of his eyes. It was the same I eye. Mean, there were certain things that were happening there to him. And I don't want to go too much further about it because oh, yeah. it was like his behavior was being erratic. Well, and then we we find out, and I think we even touched on it in... Uh, the the last issue of information creep that or no we we will eventually uh basically prowl at one point had some shit on chrome dome and was trying to use that as leverage uh before before he left and yeah to get him to um get the uh phase sixer uh like technology out of um overlord 
He's yeah. like, listen, you gotta do this. You gotta, you gotta do this for me because the Autobots need to face Sixers, or we need to figure out what makes them so special. And Chrome Dome's like, no, I told Rewind I wouldn't do that anymore. And he was like, and be ashamed Prowl, if something happened to Rewind. Yeah, probably like a Minecraft creeper. He's like, that's a nice conjunction endure you got there. It'd be a shame if somebody <laughs> blew her up, blew him up. <laughs> yeah, and that's whenever uh, Chrome Dome went batshit. Like bent Prowl under the t- like over the table and Nemo raped him. I'm coin that term. Uh, <laughs> we we are going to have we are going to trigger so many followers. Oh yeah. <laughs> now oh well if we're going to trigger people now the creeper the Minecraft creeper that's the thing that looks like a giant green penis right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's what your kids are doing on the internet. They're playing with um, giant green penises. That's not my kids, but yeah, I'm well, sure everyone else is. <laughs> I don't mean specifically you. I was saying out to the people listening. Okay, well, you you micro you microaggressed me there, Greg. Oh, don't micro trigger. Check, check your privilege, <laughs> Greg. This is a this is a clean show. Is it? Yes. So. <laughs> oh no! So, so Chrome Dome, we just talk about Nemo rape. Uh, yeah, Chrome, Chrome Dome like forcibly erased memories from Prowl's head. Uh, like basically, got the, Yeah, he he basically erased Prowl's knowledge that he had that led him to make the threat, and erased Prowl's memory of making the threat. So, like when Chrome Dome left, Prowl flipped the table and didn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Old table flipping, but there was also some more some more kind of at play there. Uh, Bombshell, who was kind of you know the, those those sneaky Insecticons, you know wanting to uh, and honestly they're just wanting to be seen as equals. Like let's be honest, like you know I kind of felt for them. I think they were behind like Swindle um, showing up in a pool of his own like lubricants uh, that that Dirge found him. Like the whole time, like Dirge is just wanting to be a good guy. Um, he's, yeah, because well, yeah. well, the Decepticons were hiding Dirge because he was a witness to uh, RC killing Ratbat. So, uh-huh. like, he was he was in he was in the Decepticon witness protection program. <laughs> um, <laughs> and but the thing is, he harbored like, some kind of ill feelings for the Decepticons because they left his ass on Cybertron uh, during the All Hell Megatron thing. Like, he got pushed through the portal, and so he was just there. Oh, okay. That much that much I remember. But, um... Uh, meanwhile, somewhere out in space, Orion Pax is hanging out with Wheelie and Garnack and Hardhead at a alien bar. Sounds like a party. Right? And I think he's got... I think he he's comes got across Jax's. some cargo. Yeah, he's got like Jax is like holed up in a cargo container, and they go. Do they go to Gorlum Prime? They go somewhere. No, no, no. Okay. Um, they they go to a planet like I think it's the ice planet. The ice that, planet. That's right. Yeah, where where Shockwave was there previously, and he murdered the Chozo people from Metroid. Uh, <laughs> um, and then like they they find him, and then they find Monstruct- Monstructor 
like cuddling with a rocket that's drawing the heat from the planet. Um, and then Bludgeon's there, and then Monstructor gets free, and Prime, because he knows the secret sp- weak spot, you know, of Monstructor, like, disassembles them, and Garnet gets attacked, he loses an eye, Wheelie gets stabbed through the chest, and then, like, everybody escapes, and... Garnet shows up with an eye patch and some metal plate over his chest, and Wheelie is just fine. Where's our, uh, where's our Marvel Legends Garnet? That's what I'm wondering. I wouldn't mind that, you know. How about we need a we need to play with this too, Garnet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe worth firing up the old. Uh... Yo, GoFundMe again, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but, like, while this is going down, and I think... Hey, I don't, third, third time's the charm. Yeah, no shit. Uh, I don't know if this is before or after. Uh, I want to say this is actually after the whole election things, or, like, the whole big speech about the elections or whatever. Uh, so, like, while all that shit's going down, uh, Bumblebee is kind of giving a speech. Yeah, Bumblebee and Metal Hawk up on the stage. And, you know, like, they're both kind of presenting their, you know kind of ideals and, and what they want to do and then Starscream totally steals the show and he's walking up on stage and being the charismatic leader uh, he's always meant to be I guess and he kind of like tosses his hat in the ring as like you know uh, someone else that's, that's running to be a kind of leader of the free people of Cybertron so you've got a nail, an Autobot, and a Decepticon, all kind of representing the three uh, sides of the conflict, the the ones that tuck tail and ran, uh, the quote-unquote good guys, and then the quote-unquote bad guys. And I say that because I think lines are kind of, like, construed all throughout. But, uh, let's see, after that... Well, while after that's going on, uh, yeah. Turmoil, Turmoil turns up in his ship, and... Yeah. Uh, He's, he's sporting a pretty mean metal eye patch uh, because he got stabbed through the eye. And he in, looks uh, a lot like Impactor from the waist down. Hmm. 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 So, yeah. So, Comato shows up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so he shows up, and there's something really weird about uh, his ship that Wheeljack is investigating. This was and, actually, I, I, this was actually probably my my favorite of the of the stories, because uh, because Metalhawk, like Metalhawk's always been no, give them another chance, like they deserve another chance, and except for whenever Turmoil showed up, Metalhawk was like, no, fuck that guy, you kill him right now, right, and yeah, was, they actually tied it directly into uh, the Drift miniseries, yeah, because because he was saying how Turmoil's forces were eradicating his group and then it's so funny because Prowl's like Prowl's like you didn't tell him and Bumblebee's like Bumblebee's like what and Metalhawk's like they Metalhawk is like what did they're like oh yeah oh. like the guy, the guy the guy who killed all your buddies was on that ship that exploded yeah he uh and I think like didn't Metalhawk and Drift like talk in like at some point in like the death of Optimus Prime or something like that. 
But yeah, like they they were kind of like trying to not tell Metal Hawk that that you know that that particular uh, person was 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 an Autobot at this point. Right. And that didn't really please Metal Hawk too much. He was like, "Wait, so you're just gonna like keep this shit from me, just just so like I would still kind of play my play my part or, or whatever." Which uh, which was interesting, but uh, we'll you know jump. Oh, go ahead. The thing with Metal Hawk of it is, all this is going to come back on him at the end. We already know how that all turns out. Oh, yeah. Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so Silverbolt and the Aerial Bots get pissed off with Bumblebee because they think he's too lenient on the Decepticons, so they take off for the the Cybertronian Wilds, which uh, apparently uh, when ships come into Cybertron, it tries to grab them. Um, like, the, plan's al- the planet is alive and hostile. Um, and then Ironhide and the Dinobots go out searching for the aerial bots, and uh, whatever signal is being broadcast in the wild... Uh, oh, and Skylinks is with them, too, because, you know, he's a dinosaur. He's the, so. the missing Dinobot <laughs> member. So, um, so the signal starts making the Dinobots super aggressive, which is kind of weird. Like, that's saying that you're making a pit bull more aggressive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, like, they basically, like, all attack Ironhide, and Ironhide shoots Sludge's, uh dinosaur head and then he gets stabbed by swoop and then sludge appears like find the next uh the next issue he's like and learn he, your anatomy <laughs> yeah it's like learn the, learn your anatomy my head's down here um so then um you know they're they they fight through the the chaos maddening signal and uh, they come upon the aerial bots, who are no longer the aerial bots, but they're a giant robot called Uranus. I mean, Superior. Third party. So, and then, uh, then the the election happens, right? Um, yeah, I think I think we like we'd skipped kind of what Wheeljack had found on Turmoil Ship. It was uh, basically the ability to travel, what was it, laterally in time? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, some weird sciencey thing. And So, so Turmoil's dead, um, for what it's worth. No. He's not oh, dead. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he died. Oh, yeah, because Prowl, like, pops the inhibitor chips of all the Constructicons and a whole mess of other Decepticons, and uh, Turmoil... In some struggle, or no, it was turmoil. Did because turmoil didn't have an inhibitor chip. No, but he, he, he didn't. Wheeljack, I think, put a wheeljack had like that little protective force field thing around him. And I think. Oh, okay. He, he blew something up with turmoil, like inside of it, because he put it around turmoil. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. And then wheeljack got put in a in a CR chamber. So wheeljack wheeljack's out of commission. He's uh he's healing right now. But in the in the underground slums, uh, Prowl, who's still not really right in the head, uh, goes down like you said and destroys the inhibitor chips of the Constructicons and 
I think Bombshell and like Blur. He you know he had managed to get Blur to work for him, and all Blur wanted to do was uh, own and operate uh, McAdams' old oil house. Oil house. Yep. Uh, his, his own little bar. And anyways, so he got he got talked into doing that shit. And well, like that happened. That happened as a result of um, one of the one of the aerial bots, the sixth member who uh, got blown up, like standing right next to Dirge, uh, and that kind of like elevated the tensions in Icon. And then uh, the Decepticons like started getting all uppity, and started heading towards uh, high command, like, when the election was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Am I remembering that right? I think so. I think that was during the election. And then I think, uh, I think, <laughs> I think, uh, Starscream wins the election. Yeah, before, and... before that, though, uh, was the annual, like, the shit, the stuff that happened in the annual, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, Which, I mean, like, annual. nothing, nothing major happened there. Like and was it was it wasn't it the same Titan that it's was it's in... the same Titan yeah it's the same Titan from the more than meets the eye annual because it, it what teleported. was what was what was driving it crazy in the more than meets the eye annual was the signal calling everyone back to Cybertron so once it teleported it teleported to Cybertron and then uh, long and short of it is Metalhawk Prowl and Starscream. Go to the. And, and uh, Sideswipe found it too, didn't he? Because Sideswipe yeah. was there. Yeah. So they go. To, so they go to the Titan, and then it comes alive and says that Starscream is the chosen one and the conqueror, and he'll bring like all of Cybertron together. And Prowl, Prowl is just you know sitting there like, what the. Fuck. Let's, like, let's sweep. Let, let's sweep this under the rug, huh? The the Titan. He's he's very old. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Hadn't had his applesauce today, so <laughs> yeah. Also, during the annual, we get uh, we get some old uh, Marvel G one you know throwback art, courtesy of Guido Guidi. I did like and, that uh, man, uh, and it was it was dude, the story. I... Go ahead. Oh, I, I loved. I mean, it was it was. I loved the throwback art. Like Guido Guidi did a, an insane job on. Capturing that uh, old Marvel G one feel. Yeah, it really did. And uh, it was, it was basically the, um, it was basically like the crew of Arc One, so Nova Prime, Galvatron, Geoxys, uh, Cyclonus, and uh, Diatlas, who was in his pre Circle of Light days. Uh, they meet Omega Supreme, and they find the Crystal City. And uh, it's basically a tale of Geoxys making Monstructor and then Omega Supreme laying the smack down on him. Yeah, because Omega and Supreme was like, this is, not, this is not how all become one. Like, he, dis- he disagreed with it. Um, he was like, this yeah. is not what the, you know, the Knights meant or they set out for. And the only reason Omega Supreme, like, that was really a focus was because I think they were asking Omega Supreme what he knew and remembered about this particular Titan. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, and I love how Nova Prime is like acting all, you know, coy about being a total dick. He's like, "No, I just I want all to become one, and I want to 
I want Cybertron to be a grand utopia. And he's like, and then, and then we'll spread our mess, our, our, our culture throughout the universe. And Omega Supreme is like, um, I don't know about that. (laughs) Well, you kind of, you have this like twinkle in your eye that really makes you look pretty fucking evil when you talk about this. (laughs) Like whenever you whenever you have a speech, your eyes get really slim and beady. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that's that. Like you said, like that's in the nutshell uh, the annual. Like at the end of it, Prowl's like, "Hey, well, let's just sweep this under the rug." And I think there were there were at that point a lot of the people that were kind of gathered around the entrance. They they had made their way down. They're like, "Oh, we don't think so, Prowl." And so Prowl's like, "Shit, fuck, shit, shit," you know even more upset because all of his uh, all of his plans are, are not uh, coming together the way he would like the, for them to uh, but then the election happens yeah Prowl, Prowl basically urged Bumblebee to have the election because he was super confident that his candidate was going to win and then an unlikely candidate won so very is that foreshadowing IDW? writing for the time. <laughs> is, is that I, is is that IDW foreshadowing real life? Illuminati confirmed. But uh. So John 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 Bar- Barber is part of the uh, secret society that runs the U.S. <laughs> Dude, he's got to be. Oh, that means uh, does that mean James Roberts is part of the secret society? Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would, I would like to live in that society. Um. Uh, what happens? What happens after that? Like, oh, that's right. Isn't there? Isn't there like another big fight? Like Shockwave? Is 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 it the Shockwave fight, or is this whenever well, Megatron comes back? Yes, Starscream is relishing in his victory, and he's standing on the uh, balcony of the Autobot castle with and, um, edges all over him, and he's like, "Yes, <laughs> I finally made it." Yes. He's like he's got a pimp hat on. He's doing you know, coke. That looks like... <laughs> and uh, then then out in the distance he sees a shadowy figure, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no." He's like, he's like Palpatine in Star Wars. He's like, "No." <laughs> and it's Come on, Megatron. Greg, I thought that, with, with I thought this... that would get a chuckle out of you, at least. <laughs> I know, Greg, dude. You I th- like you enjoy R.I.D. so much, though. Yeah, no. You were like, you were like, man, I can't wait for us to do R.I.D. Um, These books are just so convoluted. Like, there's just so, I don't know. Um, tell, well, hey, we've managed feel, to buddy. cover, we managed to cover a decent amount in an hour, which is thirty doing minutes. No, well. no, no, thirty so, minutes. <laughs> oh, because we've been talking for an hour. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. They, uh, they just. <clears throat> This is the part where Hasbro really got there. That's when, because before Hasbro, kind of left IDW, B, yeah. for for a while they had for a while, Use and then James Roberts like that was it. And James Roberts got away, and he was he he got away. When I think next week we can get into where they started digging their claws into him, but um, like he got pretty free reign for his first couple of years. Um, but this is where, like, the Hasbro involvement was a little over the top for me with designs and th- characters changing and things like that. Like, it just, I don't know. And then the writing, 
the writing on these books was horrible. I, I think maybe if, in my opinion, I think maybe if More Than Meets the Eye hadn't been running at the same time, so there wasn't like something to compare it to, you know what I mean? Like something that was so good compared to something that was so mediocre. So, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan of uh, of these books at all. But yeah. that's just me. You're right. Uh, I would I would like to point out. I think the thing that kind of attracts me to these books is there was nothing nothing to do other than just Cybertronians, like Transformers, and like that was it. I mean, yeah, there was the shit with like Garnack and Wheelie and Prime and whatever he was doing, but there was no there was no like Earth this human politics that at least not yet. And I think that's why I liked reading these particular stories. Uh, the, the first time through, like it's it's definitely it's not they're not books I can read like three or four times. Uh, not like more than meets the eye. I I will I think every time I get done reading it, I'll just start it again. Um, because there's so much there. It's it's you know good reads and you know we gotta wait a month till the next issue of Lost Light. So take it up somehow. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you're right, man. It it did it did it, it felt super like Hasbro mandated. Um, which I, I think, like as far as like design wise and stuff like that, it was cool. I like the I like the War for Cybertron designs personally. Uh, granted, like none of that really reflected the toys any, and I'm all for designs reflecting like toys that you can buy at retail. I've always liked that, um, but not when it's like so super spotty. You know what I mean? Well, and then they had characters like um, like Metalhawk, and when did they? When did they release a Metal Hawk? They just released some version of Metal Hawk in that box set, right? But right. that's it. They could have used that Beast Hunter Starscream mold. Yeah. Uh, they they could have uh, used the first edition Starscream mold, honestly. Yeah. yeah. In, you know, any of those Prime molds. You know, I, I got a question. And, and I was just thinking about this a couple of days ago. How long did you think, you guys think, that IDW was going to keep this Transformer license? I think, how long do I? How long do you think? Well, how let me rephrase that. How long do you think they can keep it for? I would you assume know? they've got to sign a yearly thing or a buy you know every other year thing, similar to other licensees. Uh, I would I would think. You know. Um. That's that's a that's, well, a, I th- that's a weird question. I figure they have it for at least a good long time because the Power of the Primes toy line will come out, you know, after the Last Night toy line wraps up, and that's like their next big event. So yeah, but you know, we I mean, remember how big the Titans Return event was, right? And that was pretty small. That four books, it, it, that's half of Till All Are One. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean. The, the reason why I'm up here asking was because I was just thinking it. It just hit me, like I said, a couple of days ago. I wondered down the road, if possible, what Hasbro do, like they did with Star Wars. Marvel got that back. When you actually see that down the road, where Marvel just gets Transformers back. I, don't know, I think with the Hasbro shared universe, I think it's going to be a long time before IDW loses the license. Well, there's uh, some 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 books have been getting canceled, like ROM. 
Uh, Mask, I think, got canceled too. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure about Micronauts. I'm sure that's going to follow. But... Till All or One get canceled. Yeah. But I think that I think that's because the writer wasn't going to uh, play ball with Hasbro, which, I mean, I could kind of admire. I, and this is my other thing. I don't think Hasbro should not have no say in this. You know, well, that's... It's, it's, it's there. Like, they own it. Like, I, I don't know, man. It's like... I, me, like personally, as a fan, obviously as fans, uh, we genuine generally don't think that Hasbro has our best intentions in mind, and for the exactly. most part, I would I would agree with that. Like whether it be right or wrong, uh, I would agree they they don't have the best uh, the best of us in mind. But I mean, they haven't been around for a hundred and fifty fucking years or however long they've been around for nothing. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah, they've been around because they've been eating children's souls. You're right. <laughs> How else do you live for 150 years? Just like just like the Disney company. Mm. But Well, wasn't that wasn't that Cuban children that uh he was eating? Yeah, yeah. The uh that uh what was it? Um Robot Chicken <laughs> where he was like frozen in the what was yeah, it? The... Is it Disney World that's in Florida or Disneyland? Yeah, Disney World. Disney World. Yeah, and he, he comes out in that spider body. <laughs> He's eating Ealing as us. Oh, man. I mean, the only reason why I brought that on up, because I'm like, oh, Star Wars is doing so well for Marvel. And I know Marvel's probably kicking themselves for like, man, we should have gotten the Transformer license back. But I think Transformers has done so well for IDW. You know, I could see them being... A, being around for, but I, I, mean, I don't, I don't think Marvel is really wanting to, like, deal with a property that somebody else owns, because like with that there are stipulations. Like, I think that if if Hasbro just totally backed off and let all of the the writing teams at IDW do what they do best with with no limits, no limitations. Like, hey, let's try to keep this. Uh, as kid friendly, like as absolutely minimally possible. If they just, if they just let them go, if they just let them cover, I mean, for the most part, they do cover uh, some pretty uh, heavy topics and things like that, but not to the not to the length I think they could. Like, I don't know, man. Like, put out put out put out a Wreckers ongoing, and just have it be the most brutal fucking story ever, you know. But but they won't they won't do that because it'll it'll be too dialed back you know what i mean like yeah i mean since since the wreckers was pretty dark for what it was yeah i mean i'm talking like i'm talking like you know fucking brutal like even more brutal than that you know like what the record story should be in my in my mind like i I don't know like you're right dude sins was dark and i I like sins but it's you know again we're getting these these records uh, kind of miniseries like every four years, four or five years apart. Yeah, but I think I think the Wreckers are one of those teams that work well with limited exposure because, I mean, like, look at the Dinobots. Like, month and everyone was just like, okay, whatever, who cares? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, the, the Wreckers are cool, 
and I think they should just I think they should kind of keep them as a niche kind of team because honestly like the rec- the wreckers are like Wolverine they're they're they they they're super cool but if you get too much of them they become a one trick pony yeah yeah I mean I see, I see what you mean but also like as as a rec- as far as like a wreckers ongoing like not not one where it's just like, hey, everyone's dying again, you know, but like really showing them kick ass, like even even do some some like some like backstory issues, you know, something, something to show like how efficient they are in not giving a shit and breaking laws and essentially like being war criminals without having to pay for their crimes. Like, I don't know. That's that's something like I really think I, I even think that was kind of kind of dialed back from what it could have been too, but like not to get too off tangent. <clears throat> yeah. I think but, Marvel hey, would be cool to... with writing that, but I don't think Hasbro would let them. So I don't know, I think I think Marvel would like make every wrecker, you know, some kind of token diverse person. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. You're, you're probably like right. Arce Ar- Ar- would be the new leader of the Wreckers because she's female, and then like you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Marvel just because it seems like half their books are being canceled or like retconned because they're trying to be they're they're trying to be super diverse and it's not selling their books for them. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, while we're while we're just on the subject. I've I've liked the new X Men books so far, at least the ones that I've picked up, uh, Blue, Gold, and Weapon X. Uh, I think they've all been been good. Me personally, but um, but I mean for the most part, you're right. You're right about all the other stuff. A lot of their shit. But uh, so um, Megatron comes sauntering into Icon, and he's uh he's looking pretty rough. After uh, defeating the Decepticon, <laughs> and I, I love it because Bumblebee, like Bumblebee's, like I don't know if it's because he's pissed off that he lost the election, but he's like, "No, fuck this. We're not giving Megatron a chance." Like, and he just tells everybody to open fire on him, and then Needlenose is like, "Stop! Why are you shooting him?" <laughs> Stop it! Stop! He's he he deserves he deserves freedom too. He's like Megatron gave me my hands back. No, <laughs> dude, that is still the funniest panel in I think all of IDW was uh I'm supposed to shoot a gun with no hands. But, uh, it's like my lord, my lord, how can I shoot a gun with no hands? But uh, so what that that like all of this I'm I'm a little spotty on, uh, like I know he ends up getting his new body back, but I I can't remember how. So, so he like Needlenose stops Bumblebee from executing Megatron essentially, and Megatron's taken into um custody, and for what I mean he like, saved the planet. Start- yeah, like he's taken into custody, you know, for being the Hitler of the Transformers universe. Um, so Starscream goes to talk to him, and he's like, 
he's like, he's like, just don't fuck this up because he's like, I'm going to win. Like this, like he he basically says the Decepticon colors will or the Decepticon flag will fly over Cybertron as long as you don't mess this up with whatever you're doing. And Megatron is laying on a table and he's completely non-responsive except for after Starscream says something about the Decepticon flag and then he smiles a little bit and Starscream flips out and he's like let me out of here let me out of here right now <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta, go. um, I gotta leave I need, to, I need to leave so so the Decepticons start marching towards high command and uh or at, towards the jail, actually, because they want to free Megatron. And the Autobots are, you know, gearing up for a fight. Blur's boarding up McAdams, and uh, a bunch of Decepticons are like, no, we like it here. We just want to get drunk with you guys. Um, so the Decepticons show up. Uh, Warpath shows up in his generation's body. Like, really, really just spot-on art like he looks exactly like his generation's toy um and then decepticons free megatron and meanwhile wheeljack is out of the cr chamber and he and prowl are uh going to the black room like because wheeljack discovers that all the surveillance cameras are active except for one surveillance camera that's completely blacked out so, Wheeljack and Prowl go to the Black Room and uh, find all the Decepticons that were killed, like by Prowl, in one place. And Prowl starts acting super. Prowl starts acting super weird, and like he's got uh, he's got Wheeljack on his knees with a gun to his head. And Bumblebee, Prowl, and Starscream show up to the Black Room, and Megatron's there, and uh, he's. Or, no, Megatron's not there, because after, you know, doing his evil villain speech to Wheeljack, he goes to get his new body, and um, Prowl, Prowl, Prowl executes Wheeljack, which, uh, surprise, surprise, fake out death. Uh, spoilers. Well, J- James Roberts <laughs> must have helped write this. Yeah, James Roberts probably was like, you know it would be smashing is if that you shot Wheeljack and then you didn't you didn't actually kill him. <laughs> um, so uh, Megatron shows up in his you know shiny new body, and uh, he he tells Bumblebee and Metalhawk and Starscream that you know he was behind the signal because the signal uh, the signal for the that created the Decepticon came from Cybertron and he tells how you know the superior the aerial bots succumbed to it when they went out into the wild and they became you know one uh, and then Prowl starts talking and then uh, Bombshell is like standing right next to him and then he reveals that when he confronted or Prowl confronted Bombshell uh, some advanced cerebro shell like crept into his eye and took control of him. So Prowl's been under the Decepticons' control, pulling strings on the other side for you know three quarters of the series. And um, <clears throat> then uh, is this 
is this where this is this Metal is Hawk where, dies? Um, I, yeah, this is this is where Metal Hawk dies, and the big the big combination that everyone is oh so fond of uh, happens as well. Yeah, so Megatron orders all the Decepticons to go forth and start, you know, ransacking Icon. And then Prowl Prowl is like, Bumblebee, how did you not know it was me? It wasn't me. And, like, I love how, like, pretty much all the readership was just, like, like, laughed at that line. Because it's like, you were a super dick before, Prowl. How could anybody really tell that it wasn't you anyways. Yeah, like, not a whole lot changed there, bud. So then Decept- or Decepticon, <laughs> Megatron uh, basically reveals that Prowl has been augmented to become uh, part of Devastator, and then Devastator rises up from the prison, or from the black room, with uh, nice big red chevrons on his head. <laughs> And uh, and and no no crane hanging off of his shoulder, just uh, just little police car bits. Now, yeah. I, I will say I did like this part. I I thought this was so batshit, silly, insane that uh, it worked for me. Yeah, because this Hook, whole part of the arc, Hook became Hook a leg became, at this point, right? Yeah, he took scrap. He took Scrapper's place. Yeah. So, which when generations uh when generations Devastator came out. I was like, I was like, maybe, maybe they worked in a way for him to become a leg somehow. <laughs> like, like, there's, you can there's, only hope, there's right? this that Hasbro went above and beyond, like you know, once in the past five years. You know what you got um, instead, though? No elbows. Hey, that's a, that's a pretty good trade. It's a damn good right? trade. <laughs> no, no elbows, and and a gorilla long haul that was twice the size of every other member. Number. Yeah. That long haul never didn't bother me as bad as no elbows. If there would have you know, man, if if there like of all of all these fucking third party devastators coming out, why no one has made the Prowlestator with a hook that can become, you know, the head, upper chest, or leg is beyond me. Like I think I think there's still enough I think and I, I I think I think the reason for that is that IDW isn't as huge a thing in Japan and China as it is over here. So, and I mean third party third parties primarily make their stuff for you know the, the Asian market. Like yeah. Greg Greg and the guys on SCU were talking. Um, no, you're, I mean you're right. It's it's mostly for the like the Chinese market. Um, well, like they were saying, they were saying that Toy, Toy World and TFC are huge over there. Yeah, and, that's yeah. why Toy World just kind of does whatever the fuck they want because they sell more product than you know. Yeah, and that's why Takara caters to the Japanese market because that's where they're based. That's their market, and these entitled fanboys don't understand it. I think I think the honestly the only third party that caters to like the North American worldwide crowd is Mastermind Creations just because they're primarily focusing on like IDW designs. I would I would like to also throw out that SXS Toys seems to be doing that too. With um, all three of their releases. Yeah. So, I mean, well so far it's you know, 3 for 3, right? The blur the blur I didn't like. Uh, I'll be honest, well, it was too blocky. Was SSX oh, the was years as well? 
Yeah, I was going to say that Gears came out. Oh, fuck. How long has SCU been going around? Because that Gears predates SCU. And they're only on their third figure, and they're just in test shot phase. Yeah, which I so, think it's, I think that's due for a release like later this year because it looks like they're 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 in like final colors test shot phase, like pre. Their their Superion head upgrade set for that um, god awful TFC set, fantastic. Really, if you're still clinging on to third party four years ago and you still have Uranus. <laughs> That head of great set by SXX, SXS, if you can find it, is fantastic. Yeah, because yeah. Continuously Variable was like, what, three years ago? Four years ago? What was that? Was that the... That, that, was, that was the Gears, with the strangest third-party name ever. Yeah, be, did, yeah, I think that was four years ago. They released it as the recolor, too, or the remold, and I don't even remember what it was. And like that went with like... Zero fanfare. I don't think that toy was bad. I mean, it, it definitely wasn't worth third party price, but I mean, it was a, it was on par with a decent Hasbro figure. I wish, I, mean, I wish they know. would have put the level, like kind of going back to overclocking their blur. I wish they would have put the level of. I don't want to say time because I think for what it was like for the time when when third party stuff was primarily, you know, these chunks of blocks and whatnot. You know, it, it it did the job. It wasn't that perfect IDW, like, spotlight blur or even this RID blur-looking body, but it was close. It was the right design. I just wish they could have curved some things and maybe slimmed some things up. Um, oh, I thought that was a fantastic toy. Yeah, I love it, that it, it, it may be well-built. It's just it's too, it's too blocky. I think it's too blocky for what it was trying to achieve. Uh, but their Hot Flame, I think their Hot Flame looks really good. Uh, it, that looks like it's you know the Roche design stepping right off the paper. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty sharp. Not gonna lie. Um, I'm getting just, both. Think, I'm, I'm getting Calidus and Hot Flame. Like I couldn't decide. Oh yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I I've already I already have Calidus uh, pre-ordered because um, Lenny was like, get your pre-orders in now because um, he's actually doing official photography for Planet Steel Express um, in case. In case any of the Cool Table Network were wondering how uh, Fair Leonard was doing, uh, you know he's uh, he's doing all right, and um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, and SSSXX like or SXS, uh, I mean, like they have the Uranus headset. Uh, they did the head for uh, Citizen Stack, which. Um, you know, despite not having any ratchets where it should, it's a pretty decent figure. <laughs> um, what, I mean, what? honestly, Citizen Stack is probably a like Voyager leader-sized toy that was just upsized to masterpiece scale. Well, that was because they left it to a vote. Like they they asked. Oh, they did on yeah. TFW. How how yeah. how fucking foolish! I would never. <laughs> <laughs> if if I if if I had my own third party company, I would never leave like the scale or the the size. I would never put anything to a vote, um, let alone on TFW. Like, <laughs> uh, just it uh, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> um, so Prowlstater, uh, as he is affectionately known by the fandom, uh, is going on a tear in Iacon and. Um, 
Superion and the Dinobots and Ironhide show up, and uh, they 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 trade blows, and then Prowlstator promptly rips Superion in half, which was kind of a what the fuck moment for me. Yeah, because I, so I was like, hurt, and that's it, huh? <laughs> well, like he, I don't know, he he ripped him apart like from one shoulder. Like down to his hip. Yeah, so Silverbolt's so, the only one hurt, right? Yeah, which apparently one of the key members of the uh, Aerial Bots suffered life threatening injuries, which isn't Silverbolt. Uh, you know, <laughs> preview well, for Combiner Wars people. Who, who was it? Firefly or. or uh, it, it doesn't matter. Well, whatever the. Uh, slingshot? Was it Slingshot? Sling, sling, slingshot, because, yeah, he was the one replaced by Alpha Bravo. Yeah. But uh, yeah. This so, how did how did they how did they I, like I don't remember how exactly they stopped Megatron. Um, apparently Wheeljack uh built some kind of like stasis field. Oh, it was his uh, his little force field thing, the same way he took out Turmoil. Yeah, like he, but he like he built it in, or he installed it in Megatron while he was in captivity. And oh, that's right. They gave him a new body. It was the Autobots that gave him a new body, wasn't it? No, I think I think the Decepticons made that new body because Shockwave. Oh, that's right. Shockwave put the pool in there. Yeah, Shock, Shockwave. You know, to took advantage of Megatron's space. Um. So yeah, lots of stuff happens. Decepticons are tearing up Icon. Megatron gets stopped. And um, then Starscream, and I think we're, I think this is pretty much where it ends before the Dark Prelude happens. Uh, but or Starscream tears off his Decepticon insignia in front of the nails to like say, you know, hey, I'm completely non-affiliated. Yeah, and then he basically banishes all the Autobots and Decepticons from Iacon. After this is this is after he uh, shoots Metalhawk in the back, uh, effectively killing him. Oh yeah, because like that was that was the big deal. Like I think I think Metalhawk was his one true competition in you know being the leader of Cybertron. And, yeah, and, and it was Starscream. Starscream can't let old ways die, so he has to, you know, stab someone in the back. Or and like, Metalhawk was one of his only friends. friends yeah. so like Wheeljack being the other, but you know, his head was blown off. Uh, and then uh, Metalhawk being his friend slash, you know, competition. Um, but I mean, like, like Greg said. Uh, for the most part, R.I.D. was just kind of a clusterfuck of plot lines and ideas. Um, like, I only I only caught up on it in trade paperback form. I never even followed it in real time, uh, just because I was so disinterested in it. Uh, and it's kind of funny because it's it centers so much on political drama and you know all these shady backdoor things. And it seems like if you looked at James Roberts and John Barber, like, James Roberts would have been a better fit to write R.I.D. 
only because he's such a political entity outside of writing uh, for Transformers. Because he's he if if you don't follow uh, James Roberts on Twitter, he is very invested in like the political goings on of the United Kingdom and the world, honestly. Uh, so, and I guess I, his background prior to becoming a Transformers writer was he worked uh, in social services in the UK. Oh wow, it's that I didn't so, know. There's a there's so, the, uh, there's the old uh what 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 were you like for the first couple episodes the not the fact checker the, oh just the 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 useless trivia that's it. Uh, yeah font. there's our trivia king coming oh. back again but um but uh like I don't know RID uh yeah I mean it like and I think I think John Barber took it upon himself to try to iron out every wrinkle in the continuity with R.I.D., which led to uh, some strange, like, storylines and plot-like points. Like, yeah, we, like, one, one of the things we, we didn't we didn't talk about, and I, I don't know if, I think it may, it may be part of the Dark Prelude stories, but while, you know, Prime and Wheelie and Garnack and Hardhead are running around... Like, they go to that, you know, they go back to that spotlight wheelie planet, uh, and, you know, you, you kind of see, like, I, I believe you see the Reflector Trio, like, chasing them again, and come to find out, like, that's how all of that happened, because isn't, like, time and space really warped in that particular, like, area yeah. of space? Yeah, so, Yeah, because it's one of the... One of his one of the ores that Shockwave seeded. Right. Um, so like, yeah, and it's 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 yeah, because they they dedicated issues of R.I.D. to uh, the Syndromica storyline, which is the one that follows Orion Pax, Hardhead, Gar- Garnack, and Wheelie. Uh, you know, kind of like setting up the ores and Shockwave and Geoxys and. Um, all that, so... The big Dark Cybertron story and event. Um, that's that's yeah, which, one, like, that's that's actually... I really can't wait till we do that, because um, at least on the more than meets the eye side of things, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of really funny panels in, in the Dark Cybertron thing. Like, I liked, I liked that side of the writing. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, guess, I guess I liked it both, like, equally enough, but I, I thought that was a solid event. A lot better than the revolution event, but we'll get to it, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, it's it was it was the first time we saw Hasbro actively take a uh, you know putting their hand into the the pot, so to speak, of the IDW universe. Um, but like, it's kind of funny you don't you don't realize how much Hasbro probably played a part in. R.I.D. until after Dark Cybertron because there's so much of R.I.D. that fed into Dark Cybertron. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, man. I think for me personally, R.I.D. picked up a little bit like it, it picked up after the Dark Cybertron event. Um, it st- it's th- they still kind of took it to a place I didn't really care for, but for the most part, they I, th- I, think, I think it improved. 
Um, yeah, because I mean, I, I like that. Um, I, I liked where R.I.D. went with bringing Galvatron into the Decepticon fold. You know, not to spoil too much, um, but if you're tuning into this podcast, more than likely you're a fan of the comics. So you know, you're just kind of enjoying our stroll through memory lane. Right. Greg's had the best stroll this week. <laughs> oh, but um, oh no. Okay, we'll cover it with the uh, the Dark Cybertron preludes. Greg's favorite issue of Morning in the CI. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, was actually, one... I was actually skipping ahead a little bit to see where we were because I didn't bother even looking back at these issues. <laughs> I, I remember the big parts of it, but I was trying to figure out where the uh, the shockwave backstory issue falls into play. But that's oh yeah, is that is that a dark prelude story? Because I felt like that was a dark prelude story. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, because it was. Um, I remember because the covers were kind of like mirror covers, where their one cover was Soundwave and all his minions, and then the next issue or the previous issue was Shockwave and uh, I guess you know his minions, so to speak, like Jaxus, Monstructor, and Bludgeon. Uh, because I actually did pick. That's up funny those. how the student becomes the master in that particular story. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, I mean, there's a lot of Dark Cybertron that you know was pretty good in my mind. I mean, it wasn't like this flawless masterpiece, but um, just for speaking the record, of, the um, sorry, just for the record, the uh, Shockwave issue is actually the next uh, numerical issue of Robots of Disguise at seventeen. Oh wow! Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I thought I couldn't. Re- I couldn't remember where it was. I was like, shouldn't we be getting to that? Yeah, but I think I think that's a, I think that's a next week thing. And this is this is nice, man. We we kept it like right at an hour, you know, give or take. So. Oh, um, one thing we didn't cover last week in the morning meets the eye episode, uh, were the spotlights that were in the morning meets the eye universe. Or actually, we did cover the spotlight trailbreaker. Yeah. Um, but. We didn't. We didn't cover. We didn't like, cover the hoist. The weird, which was the hoist, so which is which is one of the weirdest. Which is one of the weirdest spotlights because, um, and it actually has one of my favorite panels on it. Um, because Swerve, Hoist, um, Sunstreaker. Sunstreaker, Bob, Perceptor, eh. Percep. Oh, was Perceptor down there? Yeah, Perceptor got uh he got his lower half melted to the uh to the floor of the ship which was since the ship was on its top, it looked like he was on the ceiling. Oh yeah, okay. Um So I love it because there's a point where they tell Swerve to uh not talk. And it's <laughs> uh it's like here, it's like urge to speak, ninety six percent, ninety seven percent. Ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent, and he's like, they're the just the looks of pain on his face. Like, there's even one point where he sticks his whole fist in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's okay. So they crash land on this planet, that, and I actually think, if I'm not mistaken, the, those two spotlights belonged in the first half of uh, the season one of More Than Meets the Eye, because I think that was the first yeah. time we actually saw Tarn. Because that was, like, before issue 7, I believe. 
No, no, no. I think it actually took place after because, think it like, after. yeah, because they made a point of like saying, like Tarn. You know, you've you've seen Tarn, or you know, you might be right. I might be wrong. Um, but, and, and it uh, may be it may be in the hardcover where they where they they could have possibly switched that up. The phase two hardbacks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, go on. That was. Uh, I love. I love I love how they're saying Swerve's talking about uh Decepticons combining and uh Hoist Hoist says something like they can't combine and Swerve says matter of time, Decepticons are obsessed with combining. Put two of them in a room and within seconds one will be standing on the other's shoulders. Fact. <laughs> uh, then so, we, then we uh, see oh go ahead. Yeah, so uh then they venture out into the planet, and Hoist is uh, sporting a pretty mean crossbow uh, hunting knife, like a Bowie knife, and a uh, a quiver of arrows. And um, yeah, so then we see Tarn, and he's about to uh, execute Sunstreaker, and then we get the mother of all. Uh, you know, Decepticon Combiner, uh, which is over Mega Six Wave. Over Mega Six Wave. <laughs> yeah, which it's like hoist hoist uh, hallucination of. Uh, no, I thought that over... was Swerves. Uh, because well, no, um, it was it was going Swerve... off of like whoever had the biggest like atmosphere at that point in time, like before they passed out from lack of energy on. I thought. Yeah, well, I mean, it, Hoist, Hoist is the one who, Hoist is the one who encounters over Mega Six Wave. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we come to find out that like everything that's happening on this strange planet is a result of uh, the planet basically being some hallucinatory uh, defense like mechanism? mind mind defense mechanism. Um, and it come come to find out that hoist uh, hoist's worst fear is to be uh, alone and forgotten, and uh, that's how the issue ends. Because he thought every he actually imagined everybody like Bob Bob's Bob's worst fear was uh, Metroplex. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> like and yeah, like hoist hoist go, hoist figures it out, and he starts knocking everybody out. Like he punches out Perceptor, he conks Bob on the head, and then he's all by his lonesome. But uh, the only reason I wanted to talk about that was over Mega Six Wave. So <laughs> the the ultimate miner. <laughs> but uh, man, I think I think that does it for us this week. Anyone? Anyone in objection? Anything anybody wanted to talk about? <laughs> Not really. I think uh, I think we're good till next week. Greg, man, and I appreciate then, uh, you uh, hanging in there with us. <laughs> what? Oh, why wouldn't I? I told you I was be back. I just had those weeks where I had other stuff going. Well, I mean, on. no, 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 because it was RID, not not because of oh. anything else. 
It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. There's just some silly shit that was done in the name of selling toys. Obviously, that's what it's for anyway, and setting up the big event that's coming up. So, but anything with Devastator, and it's pretty cool. Pretty cool, in my opinion. So, I hear you. Yeah, and over Mega Six Wave. <laughs> Combiners, man. But, yeah, um, <laughs> minus the waffle. But that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Greg, where can people find you, man? Um, Point Friday the 13th on Xbox One and Shattercast and the various uh, groups that I work in. Those are, that's, that's the most American thing I've, I've seen and heard all week. Uh, well, I'm glad to see there's another fellow Xbox player in here. Well, I'm getting a PlayStation next, so. Oh. Well, but yeah, I've st- I've stuck with Xbox since I first came out. Yeah, man, I'm I'm thinking about making like not making like the Switch, but just like adding to. Uh, yeah. There are some oh, definitely yeah. coming out, but. Crash Bandicoot, man. Oh, dude, taking me back to when I was like eight. It's gonna be fun. Oh God, now I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Sorry, guys. <laughs> taking me back to like high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spiros, where can people find you at, man? Uh, people can find me in the Facebook groups. Uh, if any listeners want to chime in, uh, give us feedback, ask us questions, or suggest a topic for a show uh, during one of our off weeks, you can reach us at uh, informationcreep, all one word, at gmail.com. Or you can find us on the Twitters at uh, info underscore creep. And uh, you can find me uh, very sparsely updating the Toy Detox Twitter um, at at underscore Toy Detox. And um, you'll probably see me in the group uh, either white knighting for MMC or uh, pissing people off because I'm saying Hasbro sucks. And you can find me everywhere at Primal Sabbath uh, or at your local stop making money. So uh, until next week, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys later.